Ragu introduces Chicken Tonight Simmer Sauces, and suddenly everybody's saying, I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight, chicken tonight. Choose from six new sauces. Each one's made with real vegetables and herbs, so you can make dishes like country French chicken and chicken cacciatore. Just brown the chicken, simmer, and serve. I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. New Chicken Tonight Simmer Sauces from Ragu. Chicken Tonight. Too much energy. Is one of them a squid? Cheetor, what have you done? Blah, 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. It's like, throw her into the compactor. <laughs> well, you don't need this anymore. Why do you always talk to yourself? I simply have a pension for intelligent conversation. Yeah, Say that... Calabar! No! Say Calabar! No! <laughs> Welcome back to Too Much Energon, the Laser Comb podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. Hello. NeoCal, do you feel like chicken tonight? I do feel like chicken tonight. <laughs> uh, you had chicken tonight. Tonight. I did. Yes. I wanted to make sure it didn't kill myself and cook it properly. Yeah, you were you were having issues, uh, having issues with uh, flame broiling that bird, as it were, (laughs) (laughs) through the fire and flames. Yeah, through the fire and flames, we carry on. Do you remember? um, You remember the the product uh, chicken tonight? Uh, This is this is something only millennials or uh, international listeners uh, are probably going to be aware of. But uh, I feel like chicken tonight. I feel like chicken tonight. Oh, it's an old, old memory. But I I got that little just that little part in my head. So back in from like 1990 to about 1994 95 or so uh in north america well in canada specifically uh ragu uh pasta sauce maker who pulled out of canada last year actually can't can't buy ragu can't buy ragu pasta sauce any in canada anymore but now now what are we going to do when we need a two dollar jar of pasta sauce Make our own fucking pasta. Soupy pasta sauce. I was never a fan of ragu, but I was a Neither fan was of chicken. I. I was a fan of chicken tonight as a child. So yeah, from like 1990 to 1994 or so in Canada, ragu made this product called uh, Chicken Tonight. It was basically um, sauces for like simmering sauces for like chicken cacciatore and uh, uh, like chicken Alfredo and things like that. And it had yeah, this yeah. very very iconic uh, 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 promotional campaign, like the these very memorable commercials where people would do this like stupid ass chicken dance, and the song would be like, "I feel like chicken tonight." It's a very very catchy song, stuck with me. Unfortunately, it stuck with me too. It, it stuck with yeah. me like all the way all the <laughs> way into adulthood. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because I discovered today. That uh, Chicken Tonight is still around. Not in Canada or the United States, but Chicken Tonight is still around in, according to Wikipedia, uh, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, the Netherlands, and Australia. So. Bizarre. And I went to YouTube, and there are even, like, they still use that stupid jingle on the commercials. No way. They do, yeah. Yeah, if you look on YouTube, there are like uh, commercials from within the past few years from like oh, wow. Austra- Australia and like uh, uh, New Zealand um, for Chicken Tonight doing that, still doing that st- same stupid ass jingle. And you know what? It it obviously works for them because like here we are, like thirty years later, and I still remember the shit. 
Yeah. It, and it was because I was cooking chicken. <laughs> and it was because that's what, uh, listeners, that, that's what reminded me is because Cal was, uh, giving me updates on his, uh, his, uh, flaming, chicken, flaming the, chicken excursion. Yeah. It ain't going to kill itself. <laughs> uh, people listening to this are like, what the fuck does this have to do with Beast Wars? Well, you see, is, is, there, chicken. A is there a chicken in Beast Machines? Uh, no. May maybe. Oh, maybe. Stay tuned for season two. Shows what I know. Yeah. Uh, so this is episode 66 of Too Much Energon. Ah, I just bit my tongue. Uh, it's episode 66 of Too Much Energon. And this week we are... Uh, we're just kind of recapping season one, giving our overall thoughts. Probably going to be a pretty short episode, to be honest. Yeah. Not going to be one of our uh, legendary Avengers Endgame three and a <laughs> half hour long podcasts where we talk about like one episode, we 22 rank minute them episodes. And we got a conspiracy Wars. board behind us. <laughs> no. No. Uh, so, uh, Cal, um, thoughts? Thoughts on uh, Beast Machines uh, season one. First off, actually, before we get into that, though, we did it. It's another milestone on Too Much Energon. We, uh, yeah, like we we finished another season of the show. Like, wow, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Born to be king. Beast Machine season, and there's two seasons. There are two seasons, indeed. Yes. Shit. <laughs> Shit. So we I got have no uh, idea what's going to happen. Season two. Well, as I mentioned on previous, uh, uh, the last couple of episodes, I believe, um, I kind of cheated on the podcast and got a little ahead of myself and binged through like halfway through season two. And, and there's some fucking wild shit coming. Like I, it's stuff that if I, like, I couldn't even make up. I, like the season one ended. So. If I decided to like make up fake spoilers for season two of Beast Machine, what I've seen of season two of Beast Machines, they would be less. It, okay, so if I made up a bunch of fake spoilers and told them to you, but and then also told you like real plot details, I guarantee like you would pick out like the real stuff as being the fake stuff. You couldn't even come up with. I couldn't even come up with less like, believable. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> uh and it's it's riveting like i i was definitely there for it it's the shit's wild 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 and free uh, i don't even know how it's gonna pick up <laughs> uh and uh all i'm saying is they're they may feel like chicken tonight at some point on planet megatron i i Okay, okay. Can't tell if you're being <laughs> truthful or... Oh, God, is there a chicken? No, no, there can't be. Is such a thing no, even no. possible? Uh, yes, it is. No, 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 I, I don't believe it. You're, you're like uh, Neo... Uh, the, right after he gets told what the matrix is and gets unplugged and he like falls on the floor and is all like i don't believe it i don't believe it and then like pukes that that's literally me yeah <laughs> no no <laughs> let me out let me out <laughs> oh christ uh so uh yeah uh overall thoughts on season one of beast machines uh cal what do you what do you have to say about beast machines so far where are we at? Let's uh the 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 people need to know. You would think with the level of the, the number of times that the characters are just running from one place to the other with action motion lines behind them. Right. And the instead of Cheetor says some Cheetor bullshit, we've replaced it with and then they fight some Viacons. Yeah. It's All, so almost Almost uh, Jetstorm says some Jetstorm bullshit. Uh, that's kind of... <laughs> that, that one kind that's of... That's kind of replacing the Cheetor bullshit, yeah. Uh, it's not that bad, 
all of the and then they fight some viacons some episodes were like oh my god they're still trying to tip over the weird like bridge thing um <laughs> but it's it's interesting there's less gun fighting and more kung fu which again inspired by the matrix perhaps um and perhaps I, that's good and bad like how like Barely any of them have any guns. Halfway through the first season, they forgot that um, Primal has like that chest energy launcher. His uh, his chest di- discs. But I do like that they don't have guns, and so they have to fight differently. So I, I actually dig that part because then it's not just a boring firefight. They can do some stuff with choreography and jumping behind people and throwing vine grenades or um, horrifyingly shooting your jaws out of your mouth to paralyze people. Yeah, he had Night Scream with his like (laughs) fang taser. But like overall, I am actually shocked at how good it is. Because if you just take any clip of it, you're like, this is dark. All the buildings are boring and they're like that blue steelish color. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cal did the the um, the Zoolander for the audio <laughs> listeners. Cal did the the Zoolander uh, blue steel face. And <laughs> which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. <laughs> and but like everything's like that blue steelish color, and it's dark. And so you're like, oh visually this isn't good looking but it makes up for it in that the characters all have very strong silhouettes you know one shaped very differently you know one thing i will say about the the color palette of the show it is really dark um i remember Mm -hmm. it being very hard on crt televisions back in the day like back when the show was originally airing i, I remember it being, about that yeah i remember it being very hard to tell the difference between anything like everything just looked kind of looked blue and indeed I never thought like, about that yeah <laughs> indeed when i watch the show on tubi a lot of the time like that still happens but when i watch the show on dvd on my like 4k blu-ray player that actually like upreses it and like auto hdrs and stuff like that it actually makes the show like quite watchable quite a lot more watchable i could imagine yeah and but like i like all the kung fu i like the idea that the enemies they can't just destroy them so it's not like beast wars where they're like blah 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 beast wars once and for all and it's like they just don't kill each other something either stops the predacons from killing the maximals or the maximals they're just merciful right in this they can't get the vehicons because they're their old friends and they believe they can like redeem them or bring their memories back so that's intriguing um and as for the being the master control program is really intriguing but like he's way more evil yeah and so I, you can't compare it. You can't compare season one of Beast Machines to season one of Beast Wars. Well, and I don't think that's necessarily what we need to do. No, we, we don't need to. It's, to it's just so different. Day. No, but and I, I think I liked I, it. I, think, <laughs> I liked it. I think that's one of the problems that a lot of Beast Wars fans have with Beast Machines is they're just comparing it to Beast Wars. And that's that's not what they want. Yeah. And it's like, it's not Beast Wars. It's very much not Beast Wars. It's a very different show. Yes, it's the same character. Most of the same characters. Or not even most, but a handful of the same characters. Yeah. Um, but it's a very different show. Uh, the The tone is wildly different. The setting's different. The the um, the the objective, the, the plot is quite different from Beast Wars. Two very different animals. Yeah. <laughs> two uh, no very different intent. beasts. Yeah. <laughs> two two very different maximals. Two yes. different beasts. Yeah. Two different beast modes. Surprisingly few amount of episodes are bad. Yeah. It is solid and its storytelling is consistent. 
Like you could tell they actually wrote Mad Fist instead of just like throwing random like episodes together, which a lot of Beast Wars does. So I will give it that credit over over Beast Wars. It has a very coherent, very intriguing plot. And interesting and unexpected character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was a you had told me, I think you'll like Beast Machines, and and I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember I saying that ages ago, ages ago. I think like while we were still in season two of Beast Wars, I'm like, I feel like you're gonna really like Beast Machines. And you're like, eh, I don't know. And I'm like, no, nah, I got a feeling. Yeah, and I did. You're and like, the first time or one of the first times Tigatron was like hacking and it like went lawnmower man mode and he was like moving things and solving puzzles and swimming through a firewall and, and bullshit. And I was like, fuck yeah. And you're like, well, if you like hacking. <laughs> yeah, and it's also just the... Um... Uh, a lot of the like more spiritual aspects of the show, like I I had a feeling would appeal to you. It definitely does. I wish they explored that a little more than just primal meditating and being a grump, <laughs> right? I have to meditate on what the Oracle says. And it's like, if the Oracle had given more interesting visions or signs, right? I would have liked it, but I like the spirituality as heightened and the technological aspects of it are heightened. It's, I love that mixture of things. You ever see um, Equilibrium? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. With the I, I love that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dystopian futures with like kung fu and, and, um, gunplay and, I, I was I, I was in martial arts at the time when I when I first saw that movie, so I, I was Same. kind of intrigued. <laughs> I was kind of intrigued by the gun kata. I was like, wait, that that that's totally realistic. You could like move in such a way to like minimize the the risk of like taking fire yourself while optimizing your positions to. Yeah, the, you know, the, the SWAT st- teams don't use gun kata. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the stances that they go into are very uh, are very uh, realistic in terms of like actual mar- martial arts stances. It's very Tai Chi. Yeah, you can tell they got someone who actually like knows martial arts to be their like. It was fun. Uh, action coordinator. It was fun. Yeah or action choreographer rather both beast machines and equilibrium is fun (laughs) 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 and it's just i gotta make dialogue is i gotta make that new intro for next week and the dialogue is like more yeah it's more mature oh it is totally yeah definitely is like weird concepts like and don't get me wrong like it's not like beast wars was a slouch like we all remember like code of hero yeah right but it's regularly it's written by like, friend of the show ian weir it's <laughs> almost like the show doesn't address it but they're fighting off they're literally like fighting for the like the souls of millions of oh people. quite literally yeah. yeah and so they don't have time to be depressed do you know what I mean? Like it, they they have to do it. They don't have time to to dwell on like sad shit. They gotta build bio liquid drills and <laughs> and constantly make their move. And it's they need to spread plant jizz all shoot plant jizz all over the place and make it all big over mess. as big of a mess as possible. All uh, over Mega- the- planet Megatron's face. And that's how season one ended. And I like how Megatron was like, oh, so you're going to be a little bitch, huh? Well, I can too. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, what? What happens now? That was, I could not have predicted <laughs> the end of season one. And that it they, sounds like they, I'll never predict anything in season two. That they both basically just 
press the nuclear press they, the nuke the the nuclear launch buttons. And like, what does that mean? The planet is like simultaneously covered in like tech, like that, like blue, like nanotech shit that like kills techno matter. And um, but also like techno organic matter. Like, what's his name activated? That weird bomb. What was the? I can't even remember. The the like plasma core chamber something something that's supposed to do the opposite, eliminate all technological everything on the planet. And it's like both of those are really bad things. Yeah, and they both just happened. Yeah. So does that mean? Well, everyone is fucked then. Find uh, out next Cybertron week. turns into uh, a too black much hole. I think it's going to have the equivalent of a trans metals thing where like they all get new forms and the whole planet is remade and all of them are remade. So like a quantum surge type dealio. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't make any predictions beyond that. <laughs> fuck. Uh, and maybe like everyone's memories comes back and and I don't uh, know. and then we find out that uh um uh, Megatron's new Viacon general is actually Tarantulas brought back to Cybertron by the Vok. <laughs> I <laughs> seems legit. I mean, if the Vos were inside of him when it, they, if Waspinator can literally fly to Cybertron for four million years, is that what he implied? That is what he implied. I love it. <laughs> oh God! No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's one of my favorite gags, and all. Not that there are a ton of gags in season one of Beast Machines, but that's that was like one of my favorite jokes in the whole season. The eternal loneliness of millions of years in space has driven Waspinator quite mad. <laughs> no, in space, no one can hear Waspinator go. <laughs> no one can hear Waspinator cry. <laughs> Waspinator has plans. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really dig season one of Beast Machines. Um, I love how the the, the characters actually developed. Like, not to All say Be- not not to say Beast yeah. Wars didn't have character development because it definitely did, especially it definitely with, does, yeah, especially especially with uh, in the cases of like Rat Trap and Dinobot, Rhinox. Um, there was there was definitely character development in in beast wars but in beast machines um i don't know like this show definitely benefits from clearly having a a story arc like an entire season mapped out before they went into production and the character development is realistic because sometimes they're jerks (laughs) yeah sometimes feels more real (laughs) yeah Sometimes Rat Trap has to go to protect Megatron in exchange for a Metal Gear mech. I mean, none of us can say we do otherwise. Uh, I just rewatched that episode actually in uh, preparation for this podcast. I think I think the episode six, uh, the weak component, is my favorite episode of season one. That's pretty good. It's so artsy too, like your virtual background. Uh, yeah, audio yeah, listeners. Yeah. That one scene where he's talking to Megatron or all of them are there and he's about to defend them, defend Megatron. And um, it's like a black silhouette against like a red, but it, it's very artsy. There's a lot more artsy shit in this. Indeed. Show. And the guy, and the guy who directed that episode ended up going on to like uh, direct movies and whatnot. He's still working. Which doesn't surprise me. Like the the guy course, had yeah. the, the the guy has a he he he's a visual storyteller to be sure. Yeah, it was good. 
it was. Some of the stuff is like weird and convoluted, and some of it hurt. It hurts that still don't know what up the fuck is up with that plant with the like seeds that made them go ape shit. That never got resolved. Not really. And they were like, no, we don't want to cover the planet in this stuff. Remember what happened to us? But yeah. Night Scream was like, I was fine. So it implies that, hmm. Well, he had a beast mode, though. They had techno-organic beast. He had a purely organic beast mode. They had techno-organic beast mode. So right, I think that- and they were eating purely organic food. Yeah, so I think the whatever was up with those seeds, I think has to do with I think the reason why I drove them ape shit has to do with the fact that they're techno organic. But uh who knows? Maybe they'll get uh right, because in season two. Night Scream was eating them before he was like converted by Primal and that like took a bunch of his energy. Right. Yeah. I do like the at the end where uh Tank Knox like shows up and he's like Primal, what are you doing trying to convert another Transformer without their consent? That ain't like you. Bad, Primal. <laughs> Consent's important, Gary. Learn that the hard way. One too many beers at the one one too many beers at the saloon, if you know what I mean. Now sit down and shut up. <laughs> uh, what's what's the long face, Gary? You look blue. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so what's gonna happen to Rhinox then? <laughs> I know you know, but like, yeah, fucking bananas, man. You know what? Like, think about it. Okay, at first, I was like, holy shit, Primal is so different in this, but remember, Megatron was like, oh, yes, time to rub it in before I kill you. Look, your friends are turning blue, they're dying. Fuck you. Fuck you. How does it feel? Anybody in that position will be like, okay, if I just die here, we lose. Right? Like everyone, the Viacon generals are stuck with, they'll probably be decommissioned, right? Everyone will be, Megatron will have supreme control. What is there to lose at this point? Even if it meant they die and the whole planet becomes organic, and they're gonna die anyway, so fuck it. They're gonna die anyway, and then the, the planet wins. And then Megatron was like, I think not. How about we both die in both ways? And it's oh man, I the planet's gonna be different. I I've it's exciting. It's exciting times in 2022 watching this 25-year-old. <laughs> you know what I wonder? Well, not is quite 25 what... year old years old, but uh, you there. know what I wonder is what Earth is up to in all of this. Because we know in Transformers the movie, which is set in 2005, like, because of technology shared with humans by the Autobots, er, pe- people in this world are already, like, a spacefaring species. In 2005? Yeah. Okay. Because of Transformers What's the, the movie. T- I'm so confused about the timeline. Th- this is, we'll say, 300 years in the future. Of uh, So... So we'll it's say somewhere the, around we'll say the mid twenty fourth century, basically Star Trek Next Generation time. So imagine like Earth is flying around uh, in the USS Enterprise. So, so Earth is up to crazy spacefaring bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder like where they are while this is going. And on what's with their Cybertron. interaction with Transformers? At this point, uh, we don't know, but they seem pretty tight in Transformers the movie. Like, uh, the Autobots even had uh, Autobot City on Earth, and, like, there were humans living on Cybertron and Cybertron's moons, and, yeah, well, I just wonder, well... Uh, there well, are other Transformers throughout the universe, but... Yeah, oh, yeah. All over on Cy- Cybertron's fucked at this point, and Megatron's been in charge of it a long time. Yeah. I'm curious what Earthlings and Transformers are doing elsewhere. Yeah. Or what? if they're even aware. Well, I mean, like, presumably Earth has had, has maintained uh, travel and contact between Cybertron over the past several hundred years. So I just, I wonder what happened. Right. Maybe, maybe Earth, like, figured out what was going on with Megatron, tried to fight 
tried to fight to aid the Transformers for a while, didn't work, and they eventually just cut their losses. Peaced out, yeah. Took whatever survivors they could, maybe. And oh, yeah. I guess there were none. It happened so fast. Yeah. Fuck, that would be a, like, I'd be interested in reading a comic book or something around about that, like. Sh- preceding Beast Machines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. We need some fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listeners out there who write fan fiction, you know what to do. Tell, <laughs> write a story telling us what Earth is, what Earth and other Transformers, what are the Quintessons up to? during all of this yeah how many of those guys are still alive yeah who knows and like what five one i we know there's at least Seven? one right <laughs> if uh, i'm not mistaken they're the multi-headed fuckers, they are yeah right? the, the ones who like uh uh they're they they have like five faces and then they'll like spin depending on it they'll spin around and, and they, they talk from whatever face depending they on what created the, or they created the Transformers, yeah. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. And when they well, when they created them before they branched off in different like sub subspecies, um, they were just one, or did they create two? Uh, they created one. Um, my memory is kind of hazy on a lot of G one. They created stuff. one, but the ones. But they 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 created the Decepticons mm-hmm. first. And then the Autobots broke off from the Decepticons. They they created them as like a slave race, essentially. And the Autobots right. broke off from the Decepticons and like a big uprising happened. And and they got free. And the Decepticons were still captive and they had to fight for their freedom. Something like that, yeah. I don't Something. know. They there There are episodes of G1 uh, about it. Maybe we'll talk about them someday on this show. Yeah, someday. But yeah, what's your? Uh, do we from it? Uh, do we want to rate season one of Beast Machines on the too much energon scale? All of season one. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, our show. Yeah. We can there do whatever go. we want. That's right. <laughs> All right, so here on Too Much Energon, uh, we rate stuff relating to Beast Wars or Beast Machines on the Too Much Energon scale. It ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to Too Much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Uh, Cal, what do you rank Season 1 of Beast Machines on the Too Much Energon scale? It very easily gets too much energy on. I easy, easy peasy. Um, it would have gotten a special, even higher rating if, like, my boy, like Scorponok or fucking. <laughs> could you um, imagine if, popped up? Could you imagine if, like, Thrust ended up being Scorponok? If he was, man. Ooh. <laughs> it seems a fellow arachnid loves me. <laughs> uh, do you know how happy I would have been? But but I'm also happy that it's Waspinator. Yeah. Which e- makes just as much sense as, <laughs> as it would have been the other two. Yeah. Yeah, it gets too e- easy. Easy too much energy on. Like uh, I am I am better for having watched it. <laughs> I am also going to give season one of Beast Machines too much energy on. Yes. Uh, I think it's overall a pretty well-written show. Most of the episodes are quite well-paced. Um, we tend to yada yada over the action sequences uh, in every episode. because but not, they tend to be good. Like, yeah. they're good, but they're, they don't, they're, there's not really a lot to, to talk about with them. Um, uh. But they they... Uh, but they 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 always go by quickly enough. The Viacon generals are a lot of fun. I really like the way the characters the the Maximals have uh, grown as characters, uh, not only from Beast Wars but from like when we first met them in the first episode of Beast Machines all the way to yeah, that's what I mean. 
Like I agree. Edor has really come in his own. Like he's truly like feels like a grown up now. Oh, definitely. Optimus Biggest has character got, growth. Optimus has gone kind of wackadoo with guilt over uh over what's happened to Cybertron. I don't <sighs> think the guilt is founded. I don't think Same. he should I don't think he should feel responsible, but I understand that he does. And Same. so that and so that's fueling like a lot of the decisions that he makes throughout the show. Uh Rat Trap has developed extremely well. Um very uh Black Arachnia, like her her Black Arachnia and her uh quest to reclaim Silverbolt and then just her her comical uh, shock and bewilderment when she finds out who Thrust actually is uh, was quite amusing. Megatron has truly become evil in this show, and Without he was def a doubt. He, he was definitely like getting that way in Beast Wars, especially like uh, late in season two onwards. We could see it coming, like when he took over the Vox ship, became the head that like came out of the, the fucking ship. He's like, oh, time to go to. Cybertron now and when he was like when he was straight up he's getting evil when he was straight up torturing Rampage all the time when he tried to kill uh uh like Neanderthals to wipe out humanity to change the future like he was started doing some like truly dastardly stuff but then in this show and then like, we get to see he straight up becomes like Transformers Hitler we get to see it it, it very much feels like where he would have been yeah with with nothing good happening in his life <laughs> and no one to talk to but the diagnostic drone no yeah that would make anybody go a little well he created it yeah i presumed he created it around this the time the show started he hasn't yeah, been yeah. around like a thousand years right yeah yeah yeah, because I don't even think we meet the diagnostic drone until about the third episode. And I've talked Something about like it before. That. Like, it's definitely like that character was put into the show by the writers clearly to give Megatron someone to interact with regularly because he never leaves his fucking Megadome. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just him talking to himself. And don't yeah. get me wrong. Some of the best episodes of Beast Wars are when he's talking to himself, but Just giving monologues. Yes, but there needed to be some interaction with him. Yeah, totally. Um, also, the like the fall of Rhinox, man. That that, that took balls. It like, did. The writers, it, it takes balls to do something like that. And like it actually got me, and like I, I was talking about it, I think on the last episode, like when, when, um, uh, when Rhinox Rat like, traps like twitching on the ground, and yeah, like Rhinox, when Rhinox is like nothing personal, little buddy. Yeah, it just doesn't completely doesn't give a shit. Like that was a very big like turning point moment for me. Like ho like these two were like the best of friends for however long and like that for yeah. me that was like that was like a point of no return like shit like rhinox the rhinox as we knew him is truly gone and this hurts that's a good way to put it like that that's not rhinox anymore like you yeah. said just like zapped him rat traps like twitching on the ground in pain and like doesn't even finish him off just strolls by him and it's like who the fuck is this guy? Did yeah. did Rhinox fly through space for four million years and have nothing but loathing and contempt in his own mind to keep him company? Like what? I feel like there was a lot of time and it affected people in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's an untold story here. Like maybe Rhinox existed as a spark and waited for like hundreds thousands of years for like the maximals to come and save him and just having that hope smashed over like hundreds or thousands of years like yeah i did mention i i mentioned three, i mentioned 300 years earlier but i guess because of transwarp shenanigans we actually don't know when they ended up back on cybertron 
because Megatron clearly got back way before, like way, 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 way before. before. Yeah. So for all we know, they've gone like a thousand years into the future. And that's what I, I had wondered. Yeah. If they had like landed so far in the future, Megatron was like, ah, oh, my old friend, come back to entertain me once more, once again. I think not. Primal. I have an Xbox right here with your name on it. Yes. It's a 360. <laughs> Future tech. <laughs> what? And Gary's like, what year is it? <laughs> Wouldn't uh, you like to know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah, Beast Machine Season 1, great. Uh, great writing, great character development, uh, great music, uh, great animation. I think the animation in this show actually holds up quite well. I was, it it does, man. Like, it's better than so much shit that exists now, and it's twenty plus years old. Yeah, like legit, it is better than a lot of animation now. Yeah, like the um. There are some details, like the backgrounds are kind of bland and generic by today's standards. But I think the animation, like the way the characters move and like the character models, I think hold up to today's CGI. Not only do they hold up, but like w that's the peak of their craft, mainframe entertainment. Like they're so expressive, even though they're not animals. Mm -hmm. Or they're, they're techno-organic, right? And you'd think that would take away from how expressive they are. It's not just like, like Gary Primal faces from like Beast Beast Wars. It's yeah, yeah. Everybody is very expressive, and they're um, maybe other people would hate them if you're listening to this. But like, I actually think their robot forms are phenomenal looking, uh, except Night Scream. <laughs> uh, but, but that's more just I hate the design of it, not the. Not the uh, uh, not the animation or the the texture or anything like that. Emo was a thing picking up, so I like his beast mode. Just don't like don't like. Yeah, he's fine as a bat. He's yeah. just his fucking... bat. His bat looks really bat mode looks really cool. Creepy as shit in, <laughs> in his robot form. Interesting uh, that they made just also even though it's less. It's a techno-organic cheetah. Cheetor's like cat faces in this are fucking right on cat faces. Super like he, I, he always has like super cute cat faces. It's great. It's I, I kudos to like bonus points just for that. Mm -hmm. Just for the, the the cute cat faces. All right. Um and the cute spider faces, I guess. I I really like <laughs> Black Arachnia's robot form. Uh, I, I don't, really like her robot form. I don't like her beast mode if just you know because. I, mean. <laughs> I don't like her beast mode just because I'm. I've said this before, but I'm very arachnophobic. And speaking Little, to mainframe's real, credit man. to uh, to character animations, uh, the way she runs like a spider looks um, like a spider. <laughs> it looks. It's a little too real for me. Yeah. All right. I think uh, that probably about does it for this episode of Too Much yeah, Energon. Yeah, unless, I feel so. Unless you have something more you want to add that you feel like chicken tonight. I felt like chicken tonight. I no longer feel like chicken tonight. And why is that? I'm chickened out, man. <laughs> You're chickened out. Yeah, I'm chicken out. chicken tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I had chicken tonight. The chicken <laughs> era is over. I had a buff. I I too had chicken tonight because I went uh, to Original Joe's and had a buffalo chicken wrap. Original Joe's. What is that? Ah, it's like a white spot type place. Oh, I've never been. Uh, there is one. Uh, this listeners this is a local talk, but. There, there is one at uh, Tuscany Village uh, in Victoria, BC, right uh, by the Thrifty Foods and Save On there at uh, Quadra and, or not Quadra, um, Shelbourne and McKenzie. Again, let's, let's take the I-55. Super, lo super local talk. 
Let's take the I-55 till... Uh, yeah, you hit good. Pasadena and then go south on... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that about does it for episode 65 of Too Much Energon. Uh... If you want to support the show, best way to do that is go to Patreon, patreon.com slash lazycomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 tier. You get hours each and every week, a bonus preamble audio. Uh, this week in particular, I go into detail about a particularly uh, devastating uh, series of uh, mental health episodes that I went through over the past week. Um, I don't pull any punches when I talk about it. So if you want to hear about some of the like wackadoo stuff that uh, uh, that I deal with, um, that's that's the place to check it out. Some real talk. Yeah, uh, some very very real talk. Some of the realest talk we've done on the the, the preambles. Honestly, I think uh, it's because we weren't thinking of it being recorded. We were just talking. No, and that's like it was be recorded, but yeah, I was just talking. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you also get our monthly uh, Beast Wars uh, comic book show, Too Much Galavar, where we talk about the uh, 2021 IDW Beast Wars comic book. There's going to be a new episode of that coming out soon. Um, you also get a monthly commentary track where we just watch a movie and talk over it. Uh, we're a little behind on that, but we're looking at getting caught up. Um, right now, I think there are four episodes of that out. We have Transformers the movie, which we recorded a while back. We have Batman and Robin. We have The Room. And we have the first Matrix movie. And we're gonna about we're soon gonna do the the Matrix sequels in uh the build up to the Matrix Revolutions, which is time of recording is coming out in just a little over a month. And I'm me a little Cal, excited. <laughs> me and Cal are both very hyped for that. So I'm gonna bring my trench coat. I have Neo glasses. I'm 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 doing the same, man. We we gotta we gotta make a thing of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's also a ten dollar tier, which uh, gets you our weekly news and current events program, Lasercomb tonight. Uh, it also gets you to uh, pick a show for us to talk about on one of our other podcasts called the Lasercomb Podcast, where we review a random episode of a show, either chosen by Twitter poll. Uh, whatever our whim happens to be of the day but also uh if you're a ten dollar patron you get to pick a show for us to talk a random episode talk about a random episode of uh we've already done we've already done a couple uh uh patron shows and we have a, a couple more in the pipeline that are going to be coming up real soon that it's also a 25 exciting it's also a $25 tier that gets you a t-shirt after three months and plus all the previous rewards. It is the too much tier. Uh, so check it out. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, social media, Facebook, facebook.com slash too much energon or facebook.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. You can follow this or any of the other various shows that we do and on also go to Twitter at too much energon, which is kind of where I post stuff about this show. And I also post transformers related stuff. Uh, but you can also follow my personal account at Lasercomb Once again, L A Z O R C O M B Cal, you are on the Twitter as well. Yes. I, I am on the Twitter. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Neo underscore Cal. So N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Go and follow him. Go and follow go, any go, of our go follow social. Me. Go follow me. Follow the memes I post. <laughs> All those dank memes. People those still dank say that. cryptocurrency memes. <laughs> People still say that, dank memes. Uh, I, I know I do, but I'm also an, an old man. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm also like 50, 57. So what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, we will be back next week with episode 66 of Too Much Energon, where we will be talking about the first episode of season two of Beast Machines, Fallout. Because war, coming. war never changes. That's right, Ron Perlman. Doesn't <laughs> fucking change. Funny enough, Ron Perlman voicing oh. Gary Primal <laughs> in Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. So it's all it's all coming Boy full circle. Boycott Perlman. <laughs> Boycott <laughs> Perlman. Uh, it's all coming full circle here. And uh, 
with that being said, uh, I think that about does it. We are going to jump in the Autobot shuttle and uh, blast off back to planet Energon. I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And until next week, I feel like chicken tonight. Chicken tonight. Chicken tonight. I feel like chicken tonight. Chicken tonight. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I refuse to do the chicken dance. Well, that's our story from Gladiator Arena, Los Angeles, California. For Larry Zonka, I'm Mike Adamley. See you again next week for more exciting semifinal action.